We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 416 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton, and checking by the runtime, you know that this show isn't an official show. Don't you worry, there's a listener question show coming out. Well, we're going to record it after the Netherlands-Argentina match, regardless of what happens there. And it's going to be all about those listeners' questions. I bet we might talk a little bit about Spain. We might do a little World Cup, but I am also looking for a bunch of Barca-related questions. So Facebook group or our new Discord. That's why you're hearing from me now, instead of jumping right into the audio about Polino Alcantara. Because I do want to start to look for and answer more listener questions, and the Discord is just a better place to do that. Facebook and the algorithm and all that, I've been having more and more trouble as the years have gone on, just finding what relevant and timely information needs to be sent out or communicated or have discussions about. So this move to Discord, as you're going to see in the show notes, is just something that can help me out to better streamline my communication with you and this community. So that's what to look forward to in, well, just about 16 to 18 hours. I should have that show out tomorrow night, that being Friday night. But for now, please enjoy what is nine minutes on Polino Alcantara, Barcelona's first superstar. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you've been with me for a while, you've definitely heard the name Paulino Acantera some over the years. You probably already know that he was Barcelona's first superstar and first real legitimate goal scorer. The title was catchy, but it's true. Paulino Acantera was Messi before Messi. 
and the club wouldn't exist the way it does today without him. Unfortunately for him, a lack of audio and video media, as well as a lack of even write-ups in the local papers, means that most of what we have left of him is generally anecdotal. And his close connections to the Franco regime, both in the Spanish Civil War and beyond, do make his connection to the Cules in Catalonia a little bit interesting. But it does say a lot for him that even after those connections, he is still very much revered with FC Barcelona and the people of Catalonia because of so much of what he achieved as a player. So today, we're getting to know Paulino Alcantara, the man that he was on and off the field, the man nicknamed the Netbuster, and all of what he contributed to FC Barcelona. He was born in the Philippines in 1896 to a Spanish military officer father and an Alunga mother, which are native Filipinos from the province of Ilaulo, an island to the southeast of Manila. Amidst the Philippine Revolution that began in August of that year, Paulino was born in October. His father Eduardo moved his family to Barcelona when Paulino was still a three-year-old. Also in 1899, something else was happening as you know, as Juan Gamper was putting together FC Barcelona. The story goes that Paulino picked up the sport after his move to FC Barcelona, obviously he was still a three-year-old, but he was playing locally and then stumbled upon, through a pickup game, a Barcelona match. And at that point, he was completely hooked, seeing them overlooking the Camp de Industria. It's also been reported that he was playing for local side FC Galeno when Juan Gamper found him and brought him to Barcelona's U14s. But for those who are wondering what FC Galano is and wondering why I didn't bring it up in the Catalan football history video a few months ago, well, that's because I couldn't find anything else on them. So while that may be true, those are things that are left to Catalan lore. But anyway, Gamper brings him in, and it's not too long, just the next year, when he makes his debut for the first team, becoming the youngest ever player to score for FC Barcelona and debuting for the first team at the age of 15 years, 4 months, and 18 days. Those are records that I am very confident may hit another 100 years. Because for context, Laminia Mall is already 2 months too old to break this record. Acantara did it against Catalan CS in the then Catalan Football Championship, scoring a hat-trick that day in a 9-0 win at the Camp de la Industria. He was also the first ever Asian or Pacific Islander to feature for any European team. In his first stint at the club from 1912 to 1916, he won two Catalan football championships and the 1913 Copa del Rey. But then his family moved back to the Philippines in 1916, with Alcantara still barely college age, and he attended college to become a doctor. All the while, he continued to make history as a footballer. He won two club titles with Bohemian Sporting Club in both 1917 and 1918, but it was with the Philippines national team in 1917 where he really made history. While playing at the Far Eastern Championship Games in Tokyo, he led the country of his birth to a 15-2 win over Japan, which is still the largest win for the Philippines and still the worst loss in Japan's national team history. Yes, a worse loss even than losing to Croatia in penalties in this current World Cup. But then, in another twist of fate, Alcantara contracted malaria. Kind of unrelated, but a little unrelated, FC Barcelona were not having the success without him that they wanted to have. So they reached out to him and said, please come back to Catalonia, we would love for you to continue to play for FC Barcelona. Unfortunately, his parents refused. While Alcantara was known to be somebody who truly did want to be a doctor, his parents were unrelenting that they wanted him to continue his studies in the Philippines. So as any rational young footballer would do, he basically told his parents, I'm gonna refuse treatment for malaria unless you let me go back to Catalonia. That's how the story goes, so how much truth there is in it, who knows, but what we do know is that his parents, or even he, they convinced somebody to let him go back to Catalonia, and he made a return to FC Barcelona. And as Barcelona got their star back, the trophies returned as well. Well, not immediately though, because former teammate Jack Wewell was now the manager, and he had the idea to put Alcantara on the back line, something that the socios were not too happy about. So much like his parents, Greenwell relented, and Alcantara was back up top. 
I did warn you up at the top that anecdotes were going to be important to telling this story. And there are two more than any other that define what Akantara would become as he was becoming both a myth and a legend at the club. Within a few weeks of making his return to Catalonia, Akantara would score against Real Sociedad what would be called the police goal. Now playing at Le Corte, Alcantara smacked a shot so hard that he sent both the ball and a policeman into the net. Now unfortunately, the truth is that the socios who were there that day, they did fib a little bit. Because that ball never went in the goal, and no goal was counted. Instead, there was a policeman who was a bit too close to the goal, but what we do know is that he was in the path of a mighty, mighty powerful shot by Alcantara, which very well practically knocked him out of his shoes. And you heard me say this course, because much like Kubala and the camp know, Alcantara was drawing much too big of crowds, and so a new stadium was needed, and so Les Cortes was chosen. His other legendary goal came in 1922 while playing for Spain against France. Alcantara had a usual brace and a 4-0 win, but it was the goal that tore through the net that is best remembered. Catalans called him Trincaxarax, and the Spanish called him El Romperedes. But in English, we translate both to the net buster. But you know as a fellow culé, what I care about is what Alcantara did for the legacy of the club. And so alongside future legends Ricardo Zamora, Felix Sesumaga, Emilio Walter, Vicente Piera, Josep Cemetier, and Emilio Sagibarba, Alcantara, still in his early 20s but actually the eldest of the group, began what I would call the first golden generation in the club's history. They won eight Catalan championships out of a possible nine. They also won four Copa del Rey titles in that same period. He was known to play with a white handkerchief hanging out of his shorts. And this was just another little thing that got him attention from Kules. Or maybe it was the 395 goals he scored in 399 games. But it could have been the handkerchief. His official goal tally is where things get a bit complicated. Sometimes you'll see 369 goals in 357 matches, and his official FC Barcelona tally stands at 143. For all his goal scoring, though, his approach to football was much more like Gamper than it was to many of those who came after him. The idea of a dignified sportsman appealed to him which is why he also represented the Philippines as a successful table tennis player. And that's also why, when it was time to fully commit to being a doctor, Alcantara hung up his cleats at the age of 31 and retired with a testimonial match on July 3rd, 1927. He wouldn't go too far, though, returning to be on the board of directors from 1931 to 1934. Now, for those who know your Spanish history, this is where his story departs a bit from the regular story of the Catalan legends of the 20s and 30s. Alcantara was a member of the Falange Española, a far-right political party in Spain in the 1930s, and a group aligned with Francisco Franco. In 1936, he fled or was exiled, the official terminology is a bit hazy, to Andorra and France, due to Franco's coup attempt to take the city of Barcelona failing. As the Spanish Civil War officially broke out, Alcantara's medical training was found to be an asset for Franco's forces, and he found himself promoted to lieutenant of the 1st Battalion of the Brigade Legionaria Black Arrows, a group of volunteers led by Benito Mussolini. Yes, that Mussolini. Along with the Black Arrows, he fought in a tank unit primarily in the eastern part of Spain, including Guadalajara, Aragon, his and his adopted home of Catalonia. On January 26, 1939, when Barcelona fell from the hands of the Republicans to Franco's army, Alcantara was there. He remained in Barcelona throughout the remainder of his life, continuing on as a lieutenant of the Black Arrows and the FET, the only party under Franco's dictatorship. For obvious reasons, this part of his life is left out of his legacy at FC Barcelona. And I think the longer this goes on in the past, we'll say, in the rearview mirror of history, the less and less and less you'll even hear of it. Because in researching this, I'm not sure how his involvement with Franco's Spain affected the way that FC Barcelona, especially in the 40s and 50s, honored him and viewed him as one of their legends. But I'd say that in recent times, the club has more than brought his name up and enshrined him as one of the original legends of the club. But interestingly enough, for being arguably the greatest Asian player ever, and definitely the greatest Pacific Islander player ever, his name is rarely spoken in the Philippines. 
I know that because I first got interested in Alcantara's name while looking to find a reason, any reason, for my late father-in-law who was also born in the Philippines, a reason to care about FC Barcelona. Because in the Philippines, where basketball and boxing reign supreme and there really isn't room for a third, the revival of Alcantara's name is quite recent. In 2018, their domestic cup was renamed the Copa Paulino Alcantara, and he was elected to the Philippine Sports Hall of Fame in 2021, 104 years after that 15-2 win in Tokyo. So fortunately for you as a Kula, you've now done your homework, and you now have fully got to know Paulino Alcantara, Barcelona's first great goal scorer, and Messi before Messi. Now, I know not as many people will watch this video as current events or match reviews or things like that, but I do always appreciate doing it. And as I always say, if you want to see more of these, let me know. We now have a Discord. That's going to be in the links below. So get into the Discord. Let me know. I'm going to be more accessible, try to be more accessible in there than I am on other platforms. So let me know down there or, again, the YouTube comments. That's always the place. And in case you don't miss any videos like this, always subscribe to the channel. You know the drill. And as always, until next time, Forza Barca. So thanks so much for listening to this abridged version of the Barcelona podcast. You know where to find us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, all that stuff. YouTube as well. That's where the video version of this audio is from. But I know that some only really listen to my content over here, which is totally fair. Put me on the shower, doing additions, on a walk. Totally fair for me. So again, thank you so much. Please join the Discord so you can get in on some of the action about those listener questions tomorrow. And as always, until next time, talk to you soon at Forza Barca. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.